Hello, and welcome to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach, and this is episode 185 of the Video Game Music Podcast featuring only third and fourth generation video game music. And um, I guess I'll just start start off by mentioning that uh, we have a guest with us uh, for this episode. Um, his name is Doug Lusenhop otherwise known as DJ Doug Pound. Hey. Hi. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. This is my first time on your show and the first time listening to your show. And for those of the listeners who don't know, I have a podcast that Brent is on most of the time, mostly as my co-host. It's called The Poundcast. <laughs> yeah. And um, So let me. can I ask a question? Yes, sir. So you say third and fourth bit generation? Yes, sir. So can you give me a quick uh, refresher course on what like that what's is? What's one and two generation? So one would be the, the one magnet. is Pong, Pong, and two the, is Atari. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, that's, I nailed that's it. Basic, basic, I nailed basic. It. Yeah, the Magnavox Odyssey um, is, is is one. In television. In television would be two. Okay. Um, and then third generation would be Nintendo, Sega Master System. So you don't like the music from Intellivision? Um. Well, gotta be some songs there. <laughs> um, there are there's there's some good stuff that that some it's not a the, me, video game music doesn't really become a thing though until the third generation. You know what my favorite song is? What is it? Space Invaders is like. Actually, it's funny you say that. That's the first. That is the first video game. That's actually known as the first continuous loop in video game music history. Space Invaders. Space Invaders, yeah. See? I, I thought I didn't know anything, but I, I'm tying it all together. I think, I think. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that that loop is the first loop. Because other than that, a lot of second-generation video games It's had... just two notes, right? You know what? I'm, maybe I'm thinking of... I might be thinking of Moon Patrol, actually, maybe. There's four notes. Hmm. Or maybe it's Space Invaders that has four notes. I don't know. One of those... but. Uh, most, you know, most second generation games had little jingles, you know, but there weren't continuous loops that oh, would gotcha, play. Oh, gotcha, um, with, with, with one exception that you might have heard of is uh, Pitfall 2 has mm-hmm. a continuous loop of music. But anyway, but video game music doesn't really become <clears throat> more fully realized until this third generation. And that's kind of why we focus on that. And the fourth generation. And then after the fourth generation, you know, with the exception of certain games, it starts to go into just sort of real music, regular music, you know, so. There's not the limitations of... Yeah. You like that pocket where there... Limitations are there. The limitations is just right. To make it cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you might have noticed that Rob is not with us today, and the reason why is because Rob broke his leg, and it's so bad that he cannot record with us. Which is too bad because uh, it's been actually three months since we last recorded. We recorded a bunch of episodes all in one day a while ago because he was in town and we wanted to do it in person. And so um, it's been a few months since we recorded and there's a lot of catching up to do, a lot of top of the show business and stuff. And uh, Rob had some stuff planned to say as well. So he won't be with us, but, um, you know. Rest in peace. His spirit will be with us, though. Um, so, so he broke his leg so his mouth doesn't work? 
<laughs> no, he's just in a lot of pain, and he's kind of just out, I'm sorry, out of I'm sorry out of, to make fun of He's him. out of commission for this whole month, basically. Um, he must have been doing Dance Dance the Revolution, or... <laughs> Yeah, just the, Power the pad? third the third generation version of it. Yeah. He got to Power the, pad, yeah. he, was, he was about to beat the main boss on Power Pad. <laughs> Broke his leg. He was about to face the the final pad. <laughs> you know the Power Pads, you just face a bunch of different pads, right? Yeah. <laughs> um the uh anyway, this is uh you know, this is more like the le- the leg is broke music hour. Nice. I didn't I didn't make that up. Um I have to give credit to um Elizabeth Messick for uh coming up with with that the leg is broke music hour leg i see is broke she's she came up with that as well but i thought well, leg is, leg is broke. i'll come up with something original one All of right. these days yeah i mean I, I, it's, it's always welcome here at the legacy at the leg is broke music hour <laughs> um so um before we you know get into more of the tracks and stuff um i wanted to uh just i mean you know catch up on the last three months and stuff and you know do some top of the show business if you don't mind I'm here to help. And then we'll get into you a little bit, you know? Let's get into it. Actually, let's get into you now, actually. What's your experience with video game music and and uh, and the third and fourth generation era? Well, <clears throat> I am kind of older, and when I was in junior high, the Nintendo Entertainment System came out when I was in junior high. Yeah. And I was the first one at my school to save the princess. Oh, is that true? On... I mean, there could have been some kids I didn't know, low-key, just, like, doing it, like, not bragging about it, yeah. like I was. You, you know? bragged about it hard. I, I was like, I, I did it. Like, you know, I didn't go on, there was no internet, I didn't go online and see how to do it. You didn't watch Twitter. Some people, I, I heard about those, like, you know, those warp levels, though. Mm-hmm. I might have found a, I found some warp levels myself. Um, I don't know, I just remember being, like, that was, like, the funnest thing ever when I, um, when I did that. For those of you who don't know... Uh, Doug is a as a, com- a comedian and a musician, and uh, you know, uh, and uh, works with me on a lot of stuff. Yeah, one yeah. time I had a, an Atari party in Chicago when I lived there. We had an Atari party, which was a, a tournament. Um, it was a bracket style thing. There was just one system, and um, <clears throat> and we played combat. And I think it was specifically tanks. Mm-hmm. It's, sorry, that's second generation. You uh, probably don't want to hear anything. Oh about no, this. that's fine. I mean, you know what's a great game is Warlords. You ever play Warlords? Sounds familiar. Warlords is a four-player breakout, basically. Um, and uh, well, look, I mean, Atari, Atari, Atari is great. It's great for some parties. of those. Some of those games when you're versus oh, it's are a, pretty good games. Well, those are those games were not meant to be. I mean, those are competitive games. Those aren't, you know, the, those aren't about the, your solo journey on, on, you know, the way yeah. that, that it became in the third generation. It, those games are all about getting high score. It sounds or like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, I remember Yars Revenge. Yeah, that's a yeah, good. Yeah. That was the best Atari game. So you just those like, listeners will chime in. They'll be like, "I know." You're just like hardcore second generation. Um, <clears throat> I had a, I had an, an, a, a refurbished Atari as a child. And uh, the one of the best games, the most responsive, the most playable, the most... I don't know what you call it. Um, nimble Games is uh, uh, Indy 500. Okay. And that came with its own special paddles. That was the only Atari game where it came with its own 
They look like the paddles, but they were, I don't know, there's something inside them that made them more responsive or something. So, so you obviously have like a, a bit of a fondness for I do, the yeah. second I generation mean, I, of those games, but but <clears throat> not a, as much a fondness for the third generation or the fourth generation. Right? Yeah, I kind of, um, I, I did have a PlayStation when that came out. So that's I, fifth right there. But I only... Yeah, I skipped a few generations. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? That's good um, that you're not as familiar with the third and fourth generation because this music is not just about nostalgia. In fact, for, for me, it's not. It's almost It's 10% nostalgia, and it's it's other than that, it's about the how it's just really good music, really well-composed music, and it sounds cool, and it's, it's well-composed, and it's, it makes you feel good. And, um, and maybe it'll make you feel good today. Okay. Um, but Let's give bef- it a shot. But before we get into it, I wanted to just sort of... I've been playing a lot of games over the last few months um, when I have a chance. And, uh, you know, I, I beat Zexies. I don't know if I talked about it a few months ago, but uh, beat the game Zexies. Um, cool game. It's got some cool tracks in it. Um, I beat Bubble Bobble, and I got the full ending this time. I, I played with a friend. We played two players simultaneous. And, you know, you, you, to get the... the proper ending you have to beat it with two people i also um you know umihara kawasi i don't know if i mentioned this on the last episode or last few episodes but it's um i beat that i got one of the endings there's i think multiple endings to it and a very strange game uh it's kind of a puzzle platformer um basically have to kill these fish um and you're this girl with a sort of grappling hook type thing and um yeah, weird game, R- really weird game, and the endings are really weird too. You just go in a, d- you know, well, whatever. I'm, I, this isn't spoiling anything, but you just go in a door, and then the credits roll. It's just, there's no there's no real ending actually, but I think there's five different ways to sort of end the game, and I got one of them. <clears throat> Did you see the movie Man vs. Snake? No, is that no? Um, it's a random documentary I watched uh, a couple months ago. It's about this guy who had the world record for being this game called the Nibbler. <laughs> The Nibbler? Oh, Nibbler. Oh, Nibbler. It's a snake game. Yeah. It's like one of those snake games. With it's the, a snake the, the, game. It's a snake game. And he, with, yeah. and, you know, he stays up like 48 hours like playing this Nibbler. And then um, wow. turns out some guy in like Italy also like beat his score. And then some bad guy comes in and like beats his score. But then he like, he did something to the to the cards or the chips. And so he, it was like going it. faster. He hacked it. But he claimed he didn't. Um, and then he, 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 he re- relinquished his... Uh, his his trophy. Uh, anyway, I don't want to spoil it, but um, <laughs> I watched it. Uh-huh. It's worth a watch, you know. If you like video game movies, well, look, you this didn't guy's out there. He, you know, he had a claim to fame that he had he held on to since he was like in high school in like the '80s, and then uh, now he's going for it again. Well, you know, look, I don't <clears> have <throat> any records uh, as far as Nibbler goes, mm-hmm. but um, I did also through the game Mother for the Famicom, although I played a reproduction Does card. Does Danzig of it. do the music on that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's music by Danzig, and um, well, that was that was Mother '93, I think. Okay, isn't that, wasn't that the name of the song? Was it Mother Mother? mother wasn't there like a Mother and then the Mother '93? I think it was like a re. I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm mistaken, but um, but um, Mother, yeah, I played a reproduction card of it, it you know, so that it, I played it on, on the Nintendo and it was translated. Um, it, it, this, by the way, the translation was a, the prototype, actually, that was intended to be released um, domestically, but uh, they ended up canceling the release of it. So, um, you know, I, I did play, like, an official translation of it. <clears throat> um, 
it it seemed like almost like a rough draft of Earthbound. You know, there's a lot of the same elements, um, and uh, it's a cool game, but it's just it's not nowhere as as cool as Earthbound. I mean, Earthbound is just such an amazing game, and also the random encounters are pretty frustrating. It's just you definitely have to do a lot of random encounters in Mother, and it's ugh, yeah, Danzig just keeps popping up randomly all the time, and yeah. you have to fight against him. Um, He'd be more bloody in Castlevania. He what? He's oh, probably more of a Castlevania. He, actually, guy. truth be told, Danzig does look like he would fit into Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, he could yeah. be a Simon Belmont of sorts. Yeah, um, and uh, I've also been playing Tales of Fantasia for the Super Famicom in Japanese, and but I have been sort of using a lot of, you know, uh, I've been using a lot of uh, guides online, not to help me through the game, but just to translate the items and stuff like that for me, and um, but I also have for the cutscenes, I've been sort of watching translated versions on YouTube of, of those scenes and gosh I really just do not like how these translators take these liberties on the translations they add swear words to them basically there's fan translations of these Japanese games and they add they add these bad words to it and stuff how do you know the Japanese one doesn't have swears because they just they, they wouldn't they, they, they you can tell you know this is they put their own spin on it and then like for a lot of the comedic parts of it they embellish the comedic parts of it and it just doesn't feel like the same humor of a the game of a Japanese game, you know. It just, um, I really don't like that. It, it, I, I wish they were what, more what faithful. What system is this game on? So it's the Japanese version of Super Nintendo. Okay, so it's the third, fourth gen. It's fourth, yeah. Um, but it's a beautifully done game. I mean, the graphics are really nice. They have cutscenes and music and Super Nintendo games. I mean, the, the, by cutscenes, I mean there's like scenes where there's dialogue and you know there's story happening, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but the random encounters in this game are just—it's a role-playing game—are just. I've never encountered so many random encounters in a game. It, it's every just every few steps you take. There's a, you know, there's this random. There's a battle. It's just so. It's it makes it almost unplayable. But I've actually um, I'm halfway through the game, playing it in Japanese is kind of crazy. But can you save it? Yes, it's savable. Yeah, I've already clocked in 35 hours in this game. You don't have to like leave your Nintendo on all night. Correct. Although I did do that once for Final Fantasy for Nintendo because the battery wasn't working on it. So that I just left it on overnight for like three nights and I beat it. You know, the first Final Fantasy. Um, now, why do they call it Final Fantasy when they, they keep going? Well, there's it's not there's, a Final Fantasy. No, there is a story to that, actually. Um, <laughs> it's it's just called another fantasy is what well, it should be well, called. Well, here's the, the story behind it. You know? is that it was uh, The story behind it is that Square is the company that made it. Um, they were about to go out of business. Um, they were known for making... Well, not known, but they were making a lot of uh, copycat games. Like, um, there's a game Space Area for Sega. They they did a copycat game called uh, 3D World Runner. They they copied the game the Sega game Outrun and made um, uh, Rad Racer. And they were om- almost about to go bankrupt. And they made a copycat game of uh, an Enix game called Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior. And so this was going to be their final game. Oh. And so they called it Final Fantasy because it was their last, it was their last the game last they were going to make. The last hurrah, song. yeah, exactly. So they did this copycat game of of Dragon Warrior, and um, it ended up doing really well, and it became their biggest franchise. And so, so then they didn't go out of business. They exactly. Could, are they still around now? So it's ironic that their their last game ended <clears> up becoming kind of was sort of in a way the, the beginning of their mm-hmm. uh, you know success, you know, um, and they're still making Final Fantasies. I, yeah, I see that around. I see that, that logo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Tales of Fantasia is, uh, 
yeah, it's 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 a it's a very nicely done game. Aside from the uh, how random, I mean, how frequent the encounters are, the random encounters are. Um, but the battle system is not turn-based, which is pretty neat. It's a so it's kind of an action role-playing game. It's it's actually a really unique battle system. Um, but man, those translators, I mean, come on, you know, they just they add this, they add their own jokes into it, and it's they're they're not they're not funny, and they're they're like they're kind of crude, and they're just they're not in the spirit they're not faithful to the, the the original text i feel like you know well maybe their job is like kind of boring they're just taking other people's words and just writing them again and they want to they well, add a little of their they, own personality they, their own spice i to guess it. they do but you know what i don't like it but hey i guess i'm not out there translating it so i guess i shouldn't talk yeah, maybe I you guess. should be a translator yeah, and you could true. be the the real translator the ultimate the ultimate pimple yeah the ultimate pimple <laughs> um so sorry, sorry, Doug. There's not normally going to be this much. There's not normally this much top of the show business, but you know it's been a few months. And mm. um, is I, this business? It sounds like you're just talking about a game. No, yeah, it's kind of business, I guess. Um, okay, so user Dan asked, um, you know what I could do? Actually, I could play a track and then we get back into the business. Actually, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's get into a track and let's start things off um, with. Uh, with with okay, let's just do that. Let's I get into a track. I want to put my drums on a track. Oh, you, eardrums. <laughs> put my that's drums. Nice. On yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. new. I just came up with a new phrase. Well, yeah, you know, because you and I kind of came up. Oh, with you the got phrase a new song. Let's put some, some drums on it. Yeah. <laughs> put my drums on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the expression we made up for about, about looking uh, at something. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like, hey man, put your balls on this. Eyeballs, know, eyeballs, yeah. you know, <laughs> eyeballs. Put your balls on this, man. And put my drums on this. Yeah, yeah. I like that actually. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Well, we're gonna start things off with a request from Rob, who is, you know, has his leg is broken, and he specifically requested that I play this track. It's from a game called Skitchen, for the, um, for the Skitchen, like hanging onto a car in the yeah, snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you play. Uh, something like that, yeah. It sounds fun. And it's uh, this is music by Jeff Van Dyke, um, who we interviewed on the on the show. Uh, I think it's something like episode twenty one or something like that. And um, so the track that he requested this is a Genesis game. Is the track "Hospital" from Skitchen? So I guess this is when you go to the hospital, and that's what happened to Rob. Um, he oh he slid on ice by the way. That's how he uh, broke his leg in, in Portland. So yeah, was he, gonna, was he Skitchen? <laughs> I wish I could say he was, you know, but uh, yeah, no, I think he was just uh, skitches get stitches. He actually was walking down the stairs <laughs> from his apartment, and there was, or walking up the stairs, and uh, there was there was some ice on the. You gotta steps. be careful out there, folks. Yeah. The weather is crazy. Storms are everywhere. Um, but okay, so here's a hospital from Skitchen, and um, let this track be a warning to you all. Be careful.
This is music from Skitchen for the Sega Genesis. From composer Jeff Van Dyke, this is Hospital. A special request by Rob F. Switch. Now that was really cool. Um, it sounds like actual guitars. Um, yeah, this, this is, is, this is, is this these the are system sam- these are sa- samples these are, with? These are oh, samples, okay. yeah, yeah, this is, these are samples, so, I mean, some of them are. I think the bass is a synth, and, um... The, is, it the kind the, of, is it the kind of thing where you can only have, like, so many megabytes of samples? Yeah, the, this, it's, there's, the, yeah, there, there's a sampler on the Genesis, but it's not, you know, you can't... But, you know, actually, as Jeff Van Dyke would talk about in, in the interview that we did with him, is that it was kind of like figuring out a puzzle on how to fit all the... Fit, you know the information he could fit onto onto what he was working with. You know. Yeah, I used to use a sampler in my app that had um, a zip disk. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I forgot how much that holds. Uh, hundred hundred megabytes. megabytes. Yeah. I omega. Yeah. And um, I used to do the same thing, where it's like, um, I mean, that would fill up so quickly, where it's like, okay, I'll have to like make this loop half as long. Right. And, you know, then I can get that other little sample sound in there I gotta get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, make this one mono, so this one, the stereo sounding. Right. One can get fit in there. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, this obviously has a kind of, like, a grungy sound to it. <laughs> I love it. Like, what is this from? It almost sounds like, um, like a new metal song, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Sounds like, 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 a, like a Danzig or something like, like that. Like a Limp Bizkit no. or something, yeah? <laughs> um, speaking of Rob, um... Rob, what year is it from, you know? 93. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if that's 80s, that was like kind of ahead of its time. Mm. No, this was very much kind of in the vein of what was, you know, kind of going on at the time. Um, Rob, by the way, played, I think on the last episode or one of the last couple, few episodes or something, he played a Blazing Lasers track, and he played that track on episode six. So if, Rob, you're listening to this... I even asked, are you sure you haven't played this before? He's like, no, yeah, I haven't played it. And it, episode six, you played that same Blazing Lasers track. So you've never dub- done a double song? Well, it's happened on accident before, but we try but not to. Don't. We try There's not that to, much yeah. music out there where you can, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. How many seasons of this can you go? Well, for infinite, I'd say. Well, I mean, virtually. Definitely virtu- not, Virtually, virtually. Virtually in- infinite. I mean, it, it, there's so much that it ne- it's virtually never ends. Um, do, is, do they make new stuff? Uh, what do you mean? Do they make new stuff? Is, are these composers making more of this oh, music? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, besides yeah, they're, they're the, always working. You know, yeah. Besides, like the eight-bit bands out there that aren't really yeah, no, like, no, no, the same no, thing. No, 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 no. They're yeah. The, the, these composers still work. Some of them do. Yeah, they still make video game music. And sometimes there's video game music that's composed in the same vein as this, as, like a uh, Shovel Knight. You know. But, um, I have this uh, 12-inch record that I got around 2001 or so from this band called Eight Bit Construction Set. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. They're kind of like, um, kind of an art project, um, artist guys, but they, um, they made, it's really cool if anyone wants to, any fans out there like this kind of music. Want a copy of it, just hit them up. Hit look up. look okay. for the 8-bit construction set, 12-inch. One side was made on an Atari, uh-huh. and the other side was made on a Commodore 64, mm-hmm. and um, it's really cool. I mean, they, they have like, the songs are jamming too. They're like cool songs and then they like they add all these like loops and other like video game bonus sounds on the on the record it's for djs you know yeah. but and they're lock roofs like this there's songs that are just songs but then at the end of the record there's these lock roofs you know what mm-hmm. i mean where they, they just re- play forever yeah yeah it's cool 
Well, maybe you should. Maybe uh, I should have brought that. I, c- I could have played a song. <laughs> well, I could pull it up. Well, I mean, to be honest, it probably it wouldn't be legal on our show. You know, you you don't know the. I told you some of the legalities of our show, but oh, how how is it legal to play these songs? No, what I mean by that is, um, we have our own rule laws. You know, oh, we have our own laws, which is you, you can only play stuff that's from this era on this on this oh, program, okay. and it has to be video game music, and it can't be adapted. Like there can't, if say a game used, like for example, um, the Goonies. You know, Goonie, the Goonies game has the the song from Goonies by Cyndi Lauper. We couldn't play that. I gotcha. Yeah, but but you know, know this would have been cool. You know, I you could have had your guest. You know play, what? Play a guest song and break could, the rules a little bit. Could have been cool. Oh, you could have been a bad boy like with these Kitchen guys. Yeah, but I know for a fact these eight bit construction set guys they use the actual hardware, like, hardware, sure, and the coding. You know, they like they learned the. I guess it's just called coding, but they made the songs just by like typing in numbers on that big fat keyboard. Sure. Ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. You know those 64s? <laughs> they have any 64s at home? Any 64s? Comedy Store 64s? Comedy Store 64s? Comedy Store 64s? Comedy Store 64s? Commodore 60 Store. Um, I do not have a 64. You never play with that? Was that first no. gen? Well, you know, Comedy 64 is actually like a computer, you know? Kind of consider. games on there. There's games on there, but it's like they're computer games, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. they have some of the same games, you know, as you, they had. Like, they had, you know, Ghosts and Goblins and stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of different, you know. Um, I'm All gonna, right, let's move ahead. Let's move on. There's a... so here's another a, cut. Here's a track from... This is a recommendation from the Legacy Music Hour's own Keyglyph, who does the mixtapes. Um, and actually, speaking of mixtapes, I'll just... Well, okay, I'll have a... Didn't have you a, say a there was a user who had a comment earlier? Did you skip that? There, there is. I'm, I'll come back You'll to that. come back to that? I'm going to come back to that after, well, during this next track. So okay. this is from a game called Multiplay Volleyball, and it's uh, music possibly by Toshiyuki uh, Takine, but um, I'm not, I don't have 100% confirmation on that, but this is a Super Famicom game. Um, we're going to hear the track Training, and again, this is a recommendation from uh, Keyglyph and... Um, who also sent us some gifts, actually, and we're going to open those up at the halfway point. Heglyph? Mm-hmm. And Peel? <laughs> Roll the clip. <laughs> Multipo- <laughs> multiplay volleyball for the Super Famicom. Music from Multiplay Volleyball. 
um, Toshiyuki Takine, possibly, is the composer, and this is called Training. And uh, yeah, this is a good, cool track, I think. That's yeah. a great song. Yeah. These composers are just like having a blast in some cubicle somewhere, just like <laughs> jamming out these jazz riffs, right, these right, arpeggios. Yeah. It's and very kind of elevatory. This track, I like that. Yeah. I like this. I like those dun dun. It's you know? like high energy though. Yeah. It's like wah, wah. I love that. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's cool. There's got to be some samples on this though, or something. This doesn't sound. It sounds a little more polished than the well, 8-bit kind of. Well, that's another thing. Part sound, of it. you know. Well, the the super. Nintendo or the Super Famicom, those are all samples. Oh. However, oftentimes they would sample synths. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, they're all samples, yeah. On this. Listen to that bass line. Yeah. That's a cool track. I like this. It sounds a little bit like there's like, um, there's some cool reverb on it. Like on that main keyboard sit down. Oh, okay. Like it sounds yeah. like it's yeah. in a church or something. It sounds uh-huh. cool. Right. That's cool. <laughs> I'm hooked. <laughs> so, user Dan asked... You burn that for me or what? Oh, yeah. I can get you copies of all this, man. Burn yeah. it. Burn it. So, user Dan asked, uh, do you have a favorite or even a top three of the LMH mixtapes? And those mixtapes are compiled by Keyglyph. And, and Peel. <laughs> and Peel. And um, so, well, look, I, my answer to that is that thus far, because there's only um, there's 52 of them so far, which only covers the first year of us doing the podcast. And um, I'm sure there will be better mixtapes, you know, in of future mixtapes than what's, what exists right now with the 52. But of those 52, I would say 23 is really good. That was a Konami episode. Um, 50 good, 52 is good too. 50 good. 50 good is too. Slurpy good. Slurpy good is good too. So, um, episode 52's mixtape is, that's a really good mixtape because it's kind of like our top 10. And uh, you put these mixtapes together? No, no. This, uh, there's this girl, Keyglyph. This woman, this lady, this lady Keyglyph who puts it together for us. Interesting. She's kind of a part of the Legacy Music Hour team here. And, um, she, uh, basically takes, uh, Now, is mix- it on a, is that on a tape? No, it's not on an actual okay. tape, but you know, it's, like figur- an MP3? it's a figurative uh, tape. Yeah, we we put them out as episodes, but they are music only mixes of what we would have what played on that episode. You know, so like the mixtape for episode one, it's just all the tracks, you know, that without the talking, basically. You know, if you just want the music, and so um, fifty two is good, and there's lots of good music there. Number five is good, which is the square focus. Um, 14 with the sports episode, that was good. 38 is really, I think, actually one of the best is the New Age episode. So those are my picks. Um, you know, probably maybe saying 52 is the best one, actually. Um, I want to give it up for a new user, Greg, who has been commenting on old episodes. Uh, just want to know, you know, we see that you've been commenting on those old episodes and those comments are being recognized and read um and actually greg pointed out that um imbalanced kiss from yu yu hakusho on episode 69 is actually from the anime series which rob played that track so that was actually an illegal track that um rob had played yet again rob 
uh, there was the, there was the blazing lasers issue, and now he broke the rules. Yeah, he broke the rules. He's the bad. He is the bad boy. He broke the leg. Broke the rules. He, he broke. <laughs> he, yeah, he broke the leg. Broke the rules. So um, yeah, I mean, just pointing out that, and it's you know, it's kind of old news, I guess. But you know, episode sixty nine, that Yu Yu Hakusho track is actually from is an adapted track from the from the anime series that it's based on. Um, there's another. You might be able to want to chime in on this too, Doug. But there's another new user who's been commenting on old episodes as well. His name, or her, his or her name is Lee, and um, I want to respond to his or her. I mean, the 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 comments have been positive, but I want to respond to one comment that was somewhat disdainful and kind of. Um, some haters out there? So, somewhat of an aggressive email, I guess, targeted at me. Um, it was t- commenting on the... Uh, we had a Valentine's Day episode, and this is way back. right kind of Peppy the Frog types. <laughs> 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 um, this was uh, on episode 15, which was a, was a, a romance episode, yeah, a Valentine's episode, and I had expressed how I'd, I don't like Valentine's Day uh, on on that episode, well, maybe you started the f- you started it. You start you were the first hater. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, but I wanted to make clear that another reason that I don't. And anyway, this person you know commented, what I do on Valentine's Day? I think it's too commercial. I donate some flowers to my favorite charity. <laughs> you understand? On behalf of on uh, somebody my else. Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. So instead of I giving, plant some flowers. Yeah. Uh, in a urban area, <laughs> on behalf of my sweetheart. Okay, yeah, give back to the community. Yeah, well, that's good. That's awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, that's what I tell her I do. Without getting too into it, I don't I'll... do that though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just save them for I'm yourself. Just ri- I'm you just, just riffing. You just save those flowers for yourself. I'm just riffing. You just save those flowers I keep for yourself. The flowers. Yeah. Love flowers. <laughs> um, What's your I, favorite flower? <laughs> I like those African daisies. All right, let's yeah. move on. I uh, I wanted to make clear without getting too into it, but uh, one of the reasons that I, another reason, and maybe I didn't express this enough on on the episode, another reason I don't like Valentine's Day is because I personally just think romance is corny, plain and simple. So you can't really argue against that. Um, also, wow. Valentine's romance is corny. Yeah, romance is corny. You know. What do you mean? I mean it's kind of cringy. You know, what about like doing cringy. sweet stuff for your girl? It's cringy. Wow. I mean, you could do sweet stuff, but I think the idea of people doing sweet stuff all on the same day is corny, you know? There's just something corny like about picking that. picking a day for it? Yeah, I think it's it, it, it's different that he he or she uh, says, well, if I have a problem with Valentine's Day, then I should have a problem with every every holiday because... Is this what this person's saying? That's what they say, yeah. But no, because Valentine's Day is different from other holidays because those other holidays aren't cringy to me. This one is cringy to me. So, you know, that's, you know, I think setting a day aside to for love is that's corny to me i think you know um and this person called me ignorant and misguided <laughs> so um but maybe it's ignorant and misguided to not really consider and respect my personal opinion of valentine's day which is that it's it's corny i think for me personally you know i don't have the same feeling about that holiday as i do I mean, other that's holidays. just your way of getting out of uh <laughs> doing you know, stuff on doing Valentine's stuff. Day. I do stuff on Valentine's Day, but you know. What have you done? Oh, you know, I I dried my socks. No, uh, have you done the anything? Window. You I, know, sweet. 
I, uh, or a, a girlfriend? Yeah, I dried those socks and gave them to her, you know? No, I, I I do give in to it just because, you know, it's... Just play along for one day. Yeah, you got to play. Yeah, I play along. Exactly. But I do. My personal thought is I think Valentine's Day is corny, you know, and I don't think that of other holidays. So as you can't compare them to all the other holidays. Um, there's just a lot of elements in Val- Valentine's Day that are not involved with the other holidays. So you can't really use that logic to compare it to the other holidays. Anyway, that's just to respond to that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But um, but hey, we do appreciate you listening, and you know, keep listening to the this episodes. Ignorant is kind of a. It's a little bit of a harsh word. They can to say, say I disagree. Yeah, it's a little bit of a harsh word to say ignorant and misguided. You know, but anyway, could have called you worse too, though. <laughs> like what? Bigoted? It's bigoted of me. Like a valentard. <laughs> Valentine, kind of like a libtard, but like for Valentine's Day people. Um, so let's move on to another track. What do okay. you say? Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a track from a game called YY World Two SOS. Passeri. YY World. W A I. Okay. YY World Two SOS. Uh, Passeri Joe. This is for the Famicom. This is a Konami All Star game. So they took all the like a bunch of Konami characters and have them all in one game. Like the guy from Kung Fu? No, that's a he's a Nintendo character. It's like uh we're talking like uh Bill Riser from from Contra. You know Contra? Contra, okay. Mm-hmm. They got the guy from Contra, but they made him all cute though, too. They made him kind of super deformed style, you know. Um they have uh, uh you know Contra, they have the Sim- they have Simon Belmont in it as well, but who is he? From uh Castlevania. Oh, Danzig. You would know him as Danzig. Yeah. Was he the guy going through trying to get to the end? Yeah, he's whipping. You know, he's got you know I played Castlevania for a long time, and I finally got to that. It's like a vampire. <laughs> Dracula? It's impossible Oh, you mean, to you mean Dracula? It's just like I got so far, and then he just kills me, and it's like, ugh. Can't I just fight him? Do I have to go through the whole thing again? Well, you just got to keep pushing, you know? Just got to keep pushing, you know? Ran out. Walked away, that's when I walked away from the Nintendo. You got to put so much... You oh, know so what Dra- I, I got, Dracula. I, I played this game, Gumshoe. Oh, yeah, with the gun, yeah. Good music yeah, in it, that's too. that's a bizarre game. Why would you want a gun? You shoot the guy, and it bounces him up. <laughs> anyway, I got pretty far in that game. That's actually a pretty it's like tough game. I got game. so far, and then I just died. I'm like, man, I got to start from scratch? I mean, that was, it is that hard. was heartbreaking. Look, I mean, games take practice, you know. That's that's the nature of games. You got to get get better and better. You keep working and then eventually you beat it, you know. It's a challenge. It takes patience, it takes focus. If anyone beat Gumshoe, please tell me how. Well, I'll tell you this much. Why Why World 2 is pretty easy. So you should play that. You could beat that easily. Um this is a track called Parsley City Skies. Music is by Yuichi Sakukura, Kenichi Matsubara, and Sotoko Minami. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good music in this game. But um, This song is by those three people? Well, probably only one of them did it, but I don't know which one. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't say, it just says like a... It just the has label, all, it's like, here's the musicians. In the credits, the, those are the, don't those really are the composers listed. Yeah, I mean, unless there's an official. Are these composers no? They're still out there somewhere, and are they making modern? Some of them music are. that has all the bells and whistles and. 
Some little HD sound. Some of them are, yeah. Hmm. So here's this track from Wild Wild World 2 for the Famicom. It's the Wild Wild World. <laughs> the Wild Wild World. Big Willy style. Roll the clip. <laughs> YY World 2 for the Famicom. This is, again, music from uh, Yuichi Sakakura, Kenichi Matsubara, and Satoko Minami. This is Parsley City Skies. That's cool stuff. I like that one, too. I mean, pound for pound, Konami's the best, you know? They, that kick drum sound is cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. Good, just, Konami good sounds. Tenami, Konami's tended to have good drums. They got good I love sounds this part right here. This part is really good. That's cool. It's like the style of the music. It it keeps changing. It's just constantly changing. They they don't like. It's not like a pop song where it's like they kind of repeat. You know, like a good section and ride it out for a while. This is just keeps changing keys and keeps changing like sounds and yeah, kind of it's I just mean, like the parts keep changing it's like very like jazz or something it's, it's progressive Not jazz it's pr- but like proggy. it's, it's kind of like, yeah it's proggy, like yeah. uh fusion or something yeah i think that the japanese proggy composers, proggy yeah, that's the word i think the japanese composers were more influenced by that kind of style yeah proggy especially konami actually um anyway i uh just to move on to some other business stuff I forgot a while ago to thank Griffin, user Griffin, for um, Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension, um, which is a pretty neat fighting game. Tons of moves to learn, though, so it's kind of, you know, a little bit of an ordeal to sort of get used to the new moves and stuff. But, um, yeah, Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension is very cool, and and, uh, thank you, Griffin. So Dragon Ball Z, I used to think that was just Dragon Balls. Until somebody said it to me. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, oh, the Z is different. That makes sense, actually. It's a two-word thing. Um, I wanted to mention also, um, there's a there's a YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com/slash/dissident93. Dissident93. Um, who he has uploaded true VGM karaoke tracks. What I mean by that is, you know, we sing along to the video game music sometimes, but it usually has the the lead line in there, or the, the melody line. But I think the true way to sing along to it, even if you didn't do lyrics, would be to not have the line in there. So he's uploaded uh, a bunch of video game tracks without the melody line so that you can actually truly sing along to it without the help of the, the, the leading voice. So 
I don't know, you can find some, those are true VGM karaoke tracks to uh, sing along to there. And uh, Dissident93 has also kind of helped me, uh, I've talked to him and he's um, he's helped me with composer information in the past. So, um, and you know, it's actually a lot harder to sing along uh, without the melody. But uh, if you know truly know the track, you can do it. Um, I'm actually almost done talking about with all this top of the show business stuff. So I wonder if I should get through it or move on to another track and then... I'll just mention this. Uh, Stefan pointed out, user Stefan pointed out another error. Uh, so, uh, this one's kind of confusing, but Rob's number one track from the countdown was actually not legal for the countdown episode because, well, basically, episode. This is going to get really boring, I'm sorry. Episode 181. Uh, where Rob played it. I should actually save this for... Nah, I'll just say it now. Because what's the point of even bringing it up to Rob, actually? I mean, Rob will hear this episode. You'll hear this. Um, Episode 181, where you played it, was not supposed to be part of the year we we could draw from for the top 10. But Stefan also provided an excuse for you, which was that you discovered it in that year, but technically played it the following year, which would make it ineligible to make your top list for the following year. So basically, technicalities would have almost unfairly made your number one not placeable at all for either top one episode. So anyway, that's just... I uh, just thought I'd point that out to anyone else who might be sticklers like me, and I don't think there is probably anyone like me that's paying that close attention to that stuff. Um, and finally, I just wanted to mention something from user St. John from Des Moines. Um, he mentioned that... He said he, he wrote an email saying that Rob and I are the godfathers of VGM podcasts. And, well, I thought that was a nice thing to say. And maybe I'll reiterate that when um, when Rob is back next episode. But um, he also mentioned that if... Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate that later, actually. Because that's, um, I think, something that I think Rob would probably like to hear in person, actually. If, unless he read the email himself. All right, anyway, that's, that's all that. I'm sorry people had to bear through bear with that or whatever all right so moving on um we're gonna hear something from a super nintendo game called mighty morphin power rangers the movie okay but it's not a movie it's, it's a video game that is based on, I guess, the movie. Um, this is music by Hiroyuki Iwatsuki and Haruo Ohashi. And um, we're going to hear Energy Generator Lab. And the beginning of it really sounds like Eye of the Tiger a little bit in the beginning. seems like they're kind of uh-huh. inspired. inspired by that, yeah, I would say. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you'll see. It's kind of like that. All right, let's go. So this is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie for the Super Nintendo.
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Hiroyuki Iwatsuki, Haruo Ohashi. This is Energy Generator Lab. Eye of the Tiger. It, it, it reminds me of another song, and I'm trying to remember it, but it's like the end of a song. Dun, dun, dun. What is that? It's like the end of like a maybe a TV oh. show or something. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, um... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Airwolf or something like that. Uh, it was like MacGyver. Oh, Magnum PI. Maybe. It it's, sounds like Eye of the Tiger, though, it's too. It's on huh? the tip of my tongue. It's not like Eye of the Tiger, though, too, huh? It does, yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. It ends with two of those. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then it, like, rings out. Hmm. Is this song just going forever? Do you loop these things? Yeah, they, they, these are looped, yeah. Oh, okay. I like this part right here. It kind of changes kind of changes mood a little bit here. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. It's kind of like this is like the emotional part of the of the track, you know what I mean? It's like before it's like all Yeah, act, if it was like Linkin so Park, this would be the guy that's like, yeah. <laughs> And then right here, like, the screamer comes in. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. Oh, wait, were you th were you I'm still thinking about that song now. I'm oh, trying yeah. to remember, like, it's like... I'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. What's uh, next? All right. What's next on the plate? Moving on. Um, we're going to hear from an arcade... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, wait, where are we? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, we're going to hear from... You know, I mentioned this earlier that I played through the game Mother for the Famicom. And uh, we're going to hear a track from that. Um, this is music composed by Keiichi Suzuki. And we're going to hear Field One, Pollyanna, um, I Believe in You. And um, this is a really, I, I, you know, I've heard the soundtrack before, but I never really kind of paid attention to this track until playing this game. And I, paying attention to it more, I really like it. It's really, um, it's really catchy and really good. So here's music from Mother for the Famicom. Mother for the Famicom, music composed by Keishi Suzuki. This is Field One, Pollyanna, I Believe in You. Now that's more of a pop song that I was talking about mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Not so much proggy stuff. No, no, no. This is more poppy for sure. Yeah. It's like something I would sing in a church. A church? <laughs> oh Lord, we are with 
you and god is really nice will you please bless us with games will you please give me some games okay. my lord oh wow like that I didn't expect there to be some vgm karaoke here today oh i like this part you know it's like a church for people who like video games I think this is like really good right here. Our favorite <laughs> Lord. Really? You think it's like church like? Interesting. Okay. Let's praise. Well, yeah, I mean, right there, maybe. No. That's good. It's good. I love that beginning part too, though. It's just, it's a good melody. It's got some good chord changes. Want to get to that one part. It does need vocals, though. I mean, it just sounds like a song, like a. It sounds like a song. Mm -hmm. I like this part a lot right here. This part right here. That's so good right there. I don't know. It's a good, good melody. Anyway. He wants to play. Actually, there was a. Everybody wants to play. There was actually somebody. It's like a Beatles song. You right know they're they're influenced they're influenced right by the Beatles. This that whole game is actually influenced by the Beatles. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Um, there was actually What's it called again. Mother is the name of the game, but the sequel is called Earthbound, which has a lot of the same tracks and stuff. There's actually somebody who submitted a a, a sing along. They wrote lyrics to uh, this piece basically, but it's a slowed down version of it, and um, it's pretty um, it's pretty entertaining. I'll, I'll play. I'll show it to you. I would, yeah. I mean, wow! I I, I did it again. <laughs> I, I kind of suggested something, and you were like, "Well, well I mean, you're right." It, it wasn't a church thing, but you know, yeah. <laughs> well, it started off as church, but hey, but that, you know what? Now I think it's more of a just a Beatles pop song with, but it needs words. That's my point. Everybody's playing this game. <laughs> Everybody, pull out your controllers. Get your fingers on the buttons, your thumbs. Get your thumb on the plus sign square. Okay, Doug, okay. And we got a B and A, you okay, know? Okay, Doug, okay. <laughs> Do you think controllers with, like, you know, all these finger triggers and A, B, C, D, that's too much for you? You just want up, down, left, right, and then B, A. I Select. like that. I can deal with I can deal with a Super Nintendo controller as well, which has a an X has an X and a Y. You know, there's X. Okay, there's so a B and an A, an X and a Y, and there's an L and an R on the top. You know, those are like the finger the finger. You go, I, could, I could do this. I could do four buttons here. And okay, then, yeah, I could deal with that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. No, I mean that's oh, because it is Super Nintendo. It's within. If it wasn't yeah. within your your generation, I can imagine you being like, nah, it's too many buttons. Too many buttons. Too many buttons. Find a reason not to like it. Because <laughs> it's not within the window. But some some of those later games don't use all those buttons. Um, next up, we're going to hear from. This is actually kind of a classic game that I never really played before until recently. Double Dragon Two for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, played Double Dragon One plenty, but Double Dragon Double Dragon Double, Double Dragon Two. Um, never really kind of played until recently. Uh, Kazunaka Yamane is the composer on this, and we're going to hear Mission 1, Unleashing the Vengeful Oni. And, um, yeah, this is a cool track from uh, Double Dragon 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. 
music from Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. This is uh, Mission 1, um, Unleashing the Vengeful Oni, music composed by Kazunaka Yamane. And, um, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> um, I like how, like, the, the bass kind of starts to kind of almost distort at a certain point, or there's some sort of... Can you hear that, sort of? It's like, it kind of goes, it sort of sounds like, you know, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It kind of gets louder or something, you know? It's dynamic. He programmed it to be... Not this part, actually. You know, the volumes, you know. It's dynamic. And maybe, is that, is that, is that like the hi-hat and the snare, like the same sound, but like the snare is just like louder and longer, so it's like... Yeah, it'd yeah. be the same same sample, but yeah, it's right like here. manipulated differently. Right here, there's a dynamic there. It just kind of got, got louder. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's they're both the same white noise, but it's yeah manipulated differently. Yeah. Anyway, it's, a, it's a, I, I like the melody too on this. It's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, look, we're kind of like in the halfway point here, and um, halfway. <laughs> Got to be past that. Um, we uh. And I thought this would be maybe a good time to take a break for our sponsor. <laughs> um, we uh, so Keyglyph, who does the mixtapes, she sent us some gifts um, during the, you know, during the, the holiday season, and um, this is the first episode we were recording since that time, and so uh, I thought we could open those up. You know, um, I know that mine is video game related, and I, I'm, I, well, I don't know what yours is. I don't think it's. But she she actually sent something to Gabe and Trevor. Yeah? Yeah, it's great. So, I'm going to give you guys this box here. What? Yeah. By the way, Gabe says that Double Dragon 2 is the best Double Dragon of them all. Um, so, I, I have a little gift here myself. and uh, So, it's kind of like we get to experience Christmas. So, you haven't opened it yet? I haven't opened this yet. I don't know what it is. You know? Could be anthrax. And there's a note on it, too. But should I go first or should you guys mouth. go first? Should I cover my nose and mouth. What? What's that? Me go first? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug is, you know, covering his mouth with a sweatshirt in case it's anthrax. I don't know what this Kegel was saying. <laughs> Would you say Kegel, you called her? <laughs> Kegel. Um, so there's a note on it that says, I know you're not usually this kind of guy, but with music this good, I know that you'll try. Which makes me think it's, because I'm not really like a role-playing game kind of guy, an RPG guy. So I think she's referring to that. So she's, I think this is a role-playing game of sorts. And um, Open it. It seems to me, just based on shape or I can't, size. I, the suspense is killing me over here. Shape and size, it seems to be a Super Nintendo game. So let's find out what it is. Oh, yeah. That's a, a classic cartridge. It's gray and oh, it's plastic. Oh, interesting. Okay. This is... Wow. Okay. It, wow. So this is a, this is a, a reproduction cart of uh, The Adventures of Harai High School. Uh, which the music is by Hitoshi Sakamoto, and it has an, a great soundtrack that we're all familiar with here on the on the program. And um, and so, do you have that game? No, I do not have this. Have you played this it? Is, I have not because this is a this is a Japanese only release. But this is um a, you know it's been translated and put onto a Super Nintendo cart. So um, yeah. So who does that? 
Uh, there's different people who do that. I mean, yeah. is it like an official thing or people no, just it's, do it's it? No, it's unofficial. Like, like yeah, underground. It's back under, alley it's, kind of. It's thing. kind of underground, but you know, you pay them for their service, and you know. Um, and they translate it to English. Yeah, and they make labels too, and they make it. They try to make so it, it looks real. They try to make it look like it came out in the in you know. So in this North is America. a bootleg counterfeit cartridge. It's. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't want to be near this thing. Okay, <laughs> this is highly illegal. Well, you know, we got uh, contraband bad boys. Um, well, thank you very much, Keely. If I will explore this game, because I am curious about the, um, well, I'm curious about it in many ways, actually, the, the, the concept of the game and then also the, the soundtrack, certainly. Thank you, Keely. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys, this is all, I didn't want to open it in any way, so it's still kind of taped up in the box and everything. It's ticking. <laughs> so, okay, for the listeners, it's a it's about it's a square box, a cube. Uh, it's about six inches by six inches by six inches. It's n- I don't think it's video game related, by the way, but yeah. um, a little smaller than um, probably about the size of a human skull, or maybe a little smaller than that. Trevor is having trouble cutting it open. It is uh, well packed. By the way, Adventures of Harai High School, I actually do want to play that game just because it's the music is so good in it, you know? Trevor is not beating around the bush. He's digging right in. Okay, he just ripped that baby open just now. He just ripped it open. Okay, what's going on? There's a note? Here. Uh, there's a note. Oh, should I read it? Do, yeah, here. I mean, why? All right, here, I'll just read, the, I'll read this read to you guys it. if that's okay. okay all right. Or actually, why don't you read it, actually, Doug? To the Legacy Music Hour Zone. Gabe Cube. That's a nickname for Gabe. Gabe Atari Cube. Atari Street. No, it's Atari ST. There's a there was a console called the called Is the that Atari. Trevor's name? Studio Trevor. ST Studio Trevor. Wow. You guys rule. Have some candy. One bag's got fruit flavors. The other has chocolate. Oh man, oh, no. I'm diving into this. Divvy it up between yourselves, however you wish. I Wait, only ask that you share a few fruit and or peanut buttery pieces with your poor Brent, as he has no present yet. Because of a situation I'm having with a seller. Oh, so maybe she wrote this before yeah, the, yeah, the cartridge probably was. Probably so, yeah. Thanks for all your hard work. I salute you, Keyglyph. Thank you, Keyglyph, for the key um, gift. Gabe, and oh, the, Atari you, you ST says thank you. Atari Keyleth. ST said thank you for the... What? Thank you for the key gift, Keyglyph. Yeah, thank you for the key gift. Key, or thank you, thank you, no, thank you, Keyglyph, for the key, key gift. gift. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so where are the chocolates? <laughs> Oh, yeah, he got chocolate. I mean, we have nerds. We have, yeah, um... Nerds. Who wants got, to keep... I, I just want to look. He's got a warhead. Who, which We're one talking, it? um... Oh, boy. Here, why don't you give that to Gabe? Yeah. This thing you're really gonna hold, is... He's gonna save that, right? This this box truly is po- chock full of some of the most delicious candies out yeah, there. We have Crackle. Really what I like. Mid, Mr. Goodbar. And it, it's got a... It's got an interesting green package to it. And I am gonna go... I'm gonna reach for a peanut butter oh, cup. Because yeah. you can't go wrong with that. All right, guys. Well, look at this. I mean, not only is it Christmas all over again, it's also Halloween all over again, too. Wait, what happened, Gabe? You're making a face. Oh, you're reading some extreme type thing? I don't do extreme. You know why? This is this is kind of perfect. Because uh, I came over here and I was really hungry. And I asked Trevor. I'm like, I ate a piece of his chocolate. And then there was, um, we eat, we ate these, like, fruit roll-up things, because I was sitting here all hungry. And look, a box of chocolates comes. comes. <laughs> it's a miracle. 
Miracle of Christmas. Um, okay, nerds. well, I, she's got nerds in here. A little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Goodbar, though, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> um, there's a cra- there's crackle, you know, on account of all the jokes. <laughs> oh, she's trying to stay here. All right. So, um, moving on to another track here. Um, it's gonna be hard not to keep eating this chocolate. Oh, please, be, you know, be be our be our guest. Hey, does Hershey know? kiss us here? What is she trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> and extreme sour. All right. Um, so next up, we're gonna hear um, a track from a game called Soryuke Ebisumaru Karakuri Meiro or Meiro Keita Goman no Natsu. And um, this is a, a Goman puzzle game from Konami. It's, it kind of uses the, the Goman characters. And um, Play the song, Goman. <laughs> this is a Super Famicom game, unknown composer, um, but it is a Konami game. Uh, Darren Deluxe, user Darren Deluxe, uh, recommended this track. Um, and it, it sounds actually a lot like Wagon Paradise, this track. Um, we're going to hear Level Music 1. Um, so, yeah, this is a puzzle game from Konami, and uh, here it is. Sora Yuke Ebisumaru, who is the character from Gomon, uh, Karakuri. Sorayuke Ebisumaru Karakuri. This is level music one. Music from yeah, that's that's that's, that's it. There's one part in here that really really perked my ears. Uh huh. It was probably the uh, wa- this the one, this one synthesizer that's like a, yeah the wah yeah. right here. That's a good sound right there. Mm-hmm. That's my kind of sound. Uh-huh. Doesn't it sound like Wagon Paradise? just tease Paradise. you for a minute, and then, then they're out. It's like Wagon Paradise. Some like steel drums in there, too, or something? Yeah, Some it's kind of like, like Spyro Gyra. Um, Gabe kind of said it sounded like Spyro Gyra. Like, yeah, yeah the, steel drums, yeah. Or, wait, or marimba, wait. marimba. No, yeah, it, marimba. It's, it's a... Uh, marimba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like kind of... It's kind of like I just want a game show or something. It's a puzzle game, so it's kind of like that, yeah. This is a cool track, though. Especially this part. I like how it, it's a quick song. It just loops, huh? Mm-hmm. It's pretty... I think it's like... Wait, let me hear that synth one more. That, that wah. Yeah. Here it comes. It's got 
a tropical vibe to it. You yeah, know? it's tropical. It's got, a, it's got that tropical flavor, you know. In the islands. <laughs> it's got that island kind of flavor. You know? I had a starburst. It smells like, like peanut butter cups. That's it. It feels. Um, it smells kind of tropical right um, now. A little bit. Yeah, I had the pink. The pink starburst are the best. Oh really? Proven. People say that cherry is the best. Red. I don't even know what pink is. It's just a color. Strawberry. Strawberry. Is it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it doesn't taste like strawberry, but it's. What are the red ones then? Cherry. What about the orange? Orange. <laughs> what are the black ones? Black. Do <laughs> you ever try those white ones? You got the white no, one. You got no the white sh- one, baby. There's no sugar in it, or flavor, or color. It's just like you're chewing on whatever it's that just, stuff is it's made. A, of. It's just a chew. Just a chew. <laughs> Diet Starburst. <laughs> Diet. They're just white. <laughs> or it's like um, Starburst Zero. Starburst Zero, yeah. Or Crystal Starburst. I just like the Crystal text- Starburst. I just like the texture. Actually, white sounds like a cool color for Starburst. Actually. Yeah, I'd be they down, could do actually. it. I bet they. I bet what, it is naturally white. What if it would? No, I. Well, yeah, maybe. What like if it was just clear? They add their color. What if it was clear though? That'd be good. That's like crystal, crystal starburst. Crystal burst. <laughs> crystal burst. Uh, next up, we're going to hear music from a game called Dark Lord. Uh, this is a recommendation. This from game you. is called Dark Lord. Dark Lord. Um, this is a Nintendo game, and it's a recommendation from user James. I hope this is hard and hardcore. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like a heavy. The, uh, I want more grunge. Well, actually, you like know that, what? Like that song earlier. It's actually not going to be that hard, but I I will say this: it, it is composed by the you know the team of composers on this game are Shogo Sakai, Yusuke Takahama, Masaki Iwasaki, uh, who's credited as Koromasa, Seiji Momoi, Yuji Suzuki, and Takafumi Miura, otherwise known as on this program the Bad Dudes. Um, basically, it's the Data East sound team, and they they did the music to Bad Dudes, and um, you know we I refer to this team as the Bad Dudes. Rob and I do. We're gonna hear. Is, has anything to do with Gabe's ex band that he used to be in called the Bad Dudes? Well, um, they named themselves after that. That's true. That's true. True. True story. And um, confirmed. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna hear a track called Swamp of Sorrow. Um and. Uh, this is from Dark Lord for the, or Dark Lord from the for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Why would you say it like that? I don't know. It just feels like better to say it Dark that way. Lord. Dark Lord. Dark Lord. All right, fine. This is from Dark Lord. I put the gobstopper in my cu- in my can because 
I don't like stopping my gob. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep it going. <laughs> so this is music by, uh, from Dark Lord. Dark Lord. It's like a song you can hear on like um, Manchester by the Sea or something. It's right in there. Very good piece of music, I think. This is a nice piece, you know. It's um, like middle medieval. Like those it, it sounds like an old like um like you know the the kind of um church organ that has the the wind. What is that called? The giant pipes. Pipe, a pipe organ. Pipe, sounds pipe like organ. a pipe organ. Yeah. <laughs> What's that kind of organ, organ with, with, the the, pipes? with the pipes? Yeah, yeah, what is that, what called? Is that called? Um, but again, the composers on this are Shogo Sakai, Yusuke Takaya- Takahama, Masaki Iwasaki, Seiji Momoi, Yuji Suzuki, and Takafumi Miura. And this is Swamp of Sorrow. This is a good track, I think. Oh, here's the bridge, yeah. I like that really high note it is. I like this. No, I like this part coming up too right here. Hmm, that's nice right there. I love that that rap that wrap up right there. It's a nice track, man. Dark Lord. Swamp of Sorrow. Hmm, it's nice. Not as hard as you uh, were kind of hoping for, maybe, but yeah, it's it still uh, fits with Dark Lord. I was I was hoping for some more metal, some more new Mm -hmm. metal, some sort of biscuit, some some biscuit, any kind of biscuit. (laughs) I like this track a lot. Uh, It's a little Tchaikovsky right there. I just love how I love how there's the two voices. One's going dun 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 dun, and the other one's going dun 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 dun. That's that's from classical music. It's all from classical music. No, it's a Christmas song. Tchaikovsky. What is that song? That's not Tchaikovsky. What is that? That's Carol of the Bells. That's not Tchaikovsky though. Tchaikovsky. By Carol Tchaikovsky. Carol, Ch- Carol Tchaikovsky, yeah. All right, next up we're going to hear music from an arcade game. This is from uh, a game called Dead Connection. And um, this was uh, this was recommended... What happens in this game? Like, I don't know, actually. Like, are you like a phone operator? <laughs> you know, like, what... <laughs> You're like running back and forth, plugging wires in. You know, a call comes in, you gotta go. Gah, 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 gah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever play yet. that beer game? Uh, Tapper. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. You have to run. You know the right, wires right, back. Right, right, right. Like, you like go over there. Here comes another call. <laughs> Connect them. You're an operator. Yeah. Um, this Dead is a. Uh, this was suggested by um, LMH Head Ed, user LMH Head Ed, and. Um, the Dead Connection, this is the composers on this, oh, there's one composer, it's Yoshiro Horie, uh, who's credited as Susukun. We're going to hear stage two, four, and six. Music from the arcade game, Dead. Three different stages? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Dead Connection.
This is music from Dead Connection. Is that just stage one or stage all- stage two, four, and six? Oh, all three are there. I think. I think. And uh, this is an arcade game, and it's music by Yoshiro Horie. Well, he's got a great bass sound. That's just a filthy bass. I love it. It's a cool track, huh? It's a nasty bass. Listen to that thing. I love the synth- synthesizer. Dun, 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 dun. I like how... It's, it gets into the dark part here coming up after this part so it's kind of like leading towards the darkness sort of there's like some tension here and just go dark right here cuts it half half time it yeah it's like the breakdown you know yeah everyone in the pit just like starts like they loosen up a little bit they slow this is, down this is the dead part this is the dead part the other part's a connection you make the connection yeah. you know what i'm saying like everyone in the mosh pit like chilling <laughs> doing that cuts in half they're like okay your breath <laughs> still banging our heads slowly <laughs> slowly then once that beat comes back with that filthy bass line they go back at it right here yeah i mean yeah, it's they start slamming out, but yeah this is, I mean, I mean, I'll bring it back in a sec, but... No, no, we get it. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I don't mind, I mean, because it's, it, I like that, I like that track, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a cool kind of... It's like that opening bass line, what's that? It's a bwah. It's not a, it's not a bass line, it's just that, that sound, sound is cool. Yeah, like, it is cool. Bwah. yeah, that's cool. Actually, it is a bass, I guess. The bass. This part right I here. I mean, yeah, it is. I'm just like, here's really. This is so like, I like this a lot right here. I like that that little flute sounding sound. It's like, it's like, do 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 do. It's like, I don't know. This part. Anyway, it's a cool track, you know? It's a cool track. Uh, next up, we're going to hear from a game that has kind of become a, a sort of, I don't know, legend. A legendary game in this in, for this uh, podcast. Can anyone guess what that game might be? I mean, one of you guys, maybe? Or Gabe, maybe? I'm talking, of course, of the game Time Lord. You know, we we heard Dark Lord earlier. I'm thinking Time Lord now. You know, um, the thing about it was, is um, at the end of the Ghost Story Time Lord episode, you know, there you there was a little snippet of the Time Lord music in in there at the end, and I thought, you know, that's a really good track, and we've never played it on the show, so I thought, let's 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 pay our respects to that track. This is music by David Wise. Um, this is a Nintendo game. And we're going to hear the title screen. It's the title screen music. This is a really good track um, from Time Lord. And, um, yeah, it's, it's also kind of cool to play two different kinds of lords on, on the same episode. Here's music from Time Lord for the Nintendo Entertainment System.
Music from Time Lord for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Music by David Wise. That was the title screen. It's a good track. It almost sounds like it is a mistake. It's like it's like jamming and then it like flips out for a second. Uh-huh. I love this part. I love that. I love that riff. Wait, keep it going. Right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of. Well, I guess that's just the end of it. Yeah. So it just has a... It's, it's just cool that it's... I love that it, he reuses this kind of motif or whatever, you know, or like this, I like that theme. Dun, 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 dun. He kind of keeps coming back to it. You ever think about composing this music yourself? Yeah, a little bit, but not not really, you know. You I, mean, I think you'd be the man for the job because you're, you know what you like. There's you're pe- so into it. Well, you, there's people you can who are play s- music. You can probably do it. Yeah, there's just people who are just better at doing that kind of stuff, though. Like um, Vert Jake Kaufman, you know, he knows how to do Nintendo music right, and he's, you know, it's like you can't you know, even step. This one, this guy who composes video game music. Um, Vert. No, he goes by Vert sometimes. Jake Kaufman is his name. He's so good, it makes you not want to step to it, you know. Yeah. Feel that. It's neat. It's neat how the. I mean, this is a great track. I gotta say, straight up great track. I like it. Um. Okay, and we're now we're gonna hear from uh, a Super Famicom game called Super Tetris. And uh, this is music by Shigemitsu Goto, who's credited as SIR1008. That's how he's credited. Um, We're going to hear a track called Heroism. Something different. (laughs) From Super Tetris 3 for the Super Famicom. So, um, this is not going to be the Tetris songs I know, the Tchaikovsky Carol Tchaikovsky. Yeah, bringing it back because he's on there. <laughs> he is. This time he is on there. There is some Tchaikovsky this time on, I'm right. on the original. This time Tetris I'm there. right. Recognize. <laughs> um, no, but this will be uh, something different. Something different. All right. Here we go. Thank you. 
This is music from Super Tetris 3 for the Super Famicom. This is called Heroism. Music by Shigemitsu Goto. That's cool. So when these people make these songs, they only, they're only like a minute long or something, and they just loop? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, some of the... What's the most longest song that just keeps... Uh, well, big, there's, you know, it depends. Usually it's the not West... a loop. You know, the ones that keep, you know, changing. Or... Uh, it's just different types. Some of them end. Some of, well, Most of them loop over after about 45 seconds or so, or a minute. But some of them last minutes long sometimes, you know? This one has some cool sounds in it. Yeah. Like that sound. Yeah. It's kind of like a stereo phase on the yeah, bass yeah, line. Exactly, yeah. And then the bass. Not here, but there's like a. It sounds like a fretless bass. Mm-hmm. I like the piano. Wait, listen to this bass. Maybe not here, but there's no, one part late. where it sounds, like a, it sounds like that fretless bass. Right, later, yeah. Sound. I like the kind of stereo stuff going on too yeah this is cool stereo stuff this gets kind of like proggy fusion yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. there's that there's that right 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 and that's cool too the ramp up to the loop just now you know right here Good melody. I get two thumbs up. I give it two thumbs on my controller. <laughs> That's how you rate. Yeah. Rate stuff. I'll take one thumb off if I don't like it. Oh, here, here's a cool ramp up right here. Watch this. That's cool right there. It was like this kind of little waterfall of noise, you know? It kind of very liquidy. It had a liquidy sound to it, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's got that liquid quality. Um, so that underwater bubbly. Yeah, it's got the underwater kind of bubble to it. So that almost brings us to the uh, end of the program. Um, if oh, if you'd like a full track listing. I want to put. I wish I'd have, I should have brought my samples. I could have put in my you know, audience. Oh. Um, if you'd like a full track listing, you can go to legacymusichour.com. Um, you can also comment there, create discussion. You can also email us at legacymusichour@gmail.com, or you can call us. Um, or even text us at um, 281-SONIC-91. And um, uh, you can also check the, check the Facebook page uh, as well, and you can comment there or whatever. And then you can also, if you like the show, you can um, go to iTunes and rate and review it. And that helps spread the word about the music and about the show. And I'm going to yes. log in tonight. I'm going to... Get on those boards. Talk to your users. I'm gonna be a user. I'm gonna have be super undercover. You're gonna know it's me. Uh huh. You're gonna create a fake account. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What are you gonna you gonna say some controversial stuff? Or you oh, gonna, big time. You talk about uh, Valentine's Day. I'm and gonna wife. talk about yeah, Valentine's Day kind of thing. Actually, maybe I already wrote that. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> um, the uh, but yeah, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Rob will be back. Hopefully Rob will be back next month. Um, but also, um, if we were to title this episode, what would we call this one? Like, what, what was it? What do you think this one was about? Basically, the Legacy Music Poundcast. <laughs> I guess that was the kind of what it was. Yeah, breaking the rules. How about yeah, um, breaking the rules? Candy, maybe? candy. 
Boys. <laughs> Presents. How about Christmas, um... Halloween. Christmas and Halloween. Christmas all over again. We actually did Christmas that. Christmas all over again. <laughs> we, we had a creepy Christmas episode. Halloween in January, you can call it that. No, we'll just call it Doug... We'll just call it Doug Loosenhop. <laughs> call it Candy Boys. Candy Boys. Alright. Alright. Um We gotta move we gotta move out. Yeah, we have so for our How many closing, more songs are left? Just, this we have what this is our last track. It's our closing track. Um Heck yeah. Uh This is a big closer? This is gonna bring the house like down. A, it's not a big closer. <laughs> it's not it's it's more of just like, like a way to sort do, of just do you do encores? Go out. Come off for an encore? No, no. Hey, we, listeners, we're back. We've done it every <laughs> once. <laughs> every we've done that probably twice. Where we came out, where we were just you know what we we had to you say something what? about this, this track. This is too hot. Yeah. This track is too hot. <laughs> I, I have to play it. Um, so we're gonna go. We're gonna close with um, a track from a Game Boy game, um, Kirby's Block Ball. And um, this is a recommendation from user Zachariah. And this is music composed by Sukezo Oyama and Ryoye Takagi. Mm-hmm. And this is um, stage two. And um, What's the game? Kirby's Block Ball. Huh. Kirby's probably some cute little munchkin, like some furry little um, hamster or something. You don't know hey, what Kirby is, he's right? He's running around. <laughs> I think I might. If I saw it, what is Kirby? Is is he a, a recurring character? He's kind of a puff. He's like he's, um, a, he's like a puff of sorts. He's kind of like a Mario. He's not a Mario. No, he's but like, like a, he's in other games. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's got a tons of games. He's a huge. Oh, I probably know Kirby. He's like a puff type thing, you know. Um. So um yeah, thank you to um. I have yeah. Kirby enthusiasm. <laughs> Very Kirby enthusiasm. Kirby enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you to uh, Trevor Ames for uh hosting us here at studio trevor uh thank you to doug Lusenhop for joining us on this episode thanks for having me thanks for the candy yeah you're welcome uh, i mean I, I mean i'm i'll say well you're welcome on behalf, on behalf of, of, uh, of, uh, of keyglyph and thank you to keyglyph for the uh for the gifts and um thanks for the gifts um thanks for that they're not anthrax or poison thank you well you guys know, you know who knows if it'll take effect oh yeah so now it could be a later, slow, you know? slow release yeah <laughs> um and uh our engineer is Gabe Castro um my name is Brent Weinbach the name of the program is the Legacy Music Hour thank you for listening